welcome to the Scrapbooking Inspiration Podcast, episode 49. I'm your host, Melissa Shannon, founder of DigitalScrapbookingHQ.com, and today I'm talking all things creative with Leah Farkerson from BluebirdChic.com, and we're really excited to have her on today to talk a little bit more about the Craft and Hobby Association mega show that's just been going on and the trends and what's coming up this year for scrapbooking. Hi, Leah. Hi. Hi. Great to have you on today. Thank you. I'm really excited to talk with you and we've been having a fun chat off off air before we started <laughs> Yeah, recording. we have, haven't we? <laughs> but um, you attended the Craft and Hobby Association show earlier. And I just had to get you on to get your perspective and um, and have a chat to you about what's coming up with um, scrapbooking this year from what you saw at the show. So before we dive into it, I just wanted to um, find out because for listeners who don't know, the Craft and Hobby Association um, Mega Show is just for, it's a trade show. So it's not something that normal consumers like me <laughs> get to go along to. Um, so I was just wondering, why did you head to CHA? Um, actually, I've been on the design team for Maya Road for a couple of years now, two or three years now. And um, I was invited by the owner, Caroline, to um, attend with her to help work the booth. So that was one of the main things. You know, I had actually worked one other show with her previous in October. Mm-hmm. And so things worked out well. And she invited me along to um, come out for the um, CHA show as well. Mm-hmm. So. so that's great. So do you want to tell us a little bit about Maya Road for people who haven't heard of the company before and what they do? Sure. Um, Maya Road is a company, they specialize in a lot of more embellishments and trims, mm-hmm. a lot of fun, really unique stuff. Um, she's branched into more metal charms and things like that um, recently, but she does metal charms um, like... Um, she had some new wooden tokens, a lot of chipboard pieces and sets, um, die cuts, transparencies, trims and laces and a few things that were alterable if you're into that Mm. type of thing as far as like, um, a lot of like laces that are just, you know, white. So Mm -hmm. you can alter them with whatever dyes or inks or paints or anything that you're into too. And that, that's actually one of the biggest draws for me because I love the fact that so many of the products come in either craft or, um, plain wood veneer or plain chipboard. And then I can choose to alter them however I want to, to fit whatever I'm working on at the time. So kind of, that's, you know, Mm. big thing for me and she also has a lot of buttons and things like that too so she's kind of doing a little bit of crossover into the fabric and sewing industry if you're into that as well so you know. I guess the whole sewing thing is of interest to you because you do quite a lot of um, work with fabric with your business don't you do you want to tell people yes. a little bit about bluebird chic and what what that's all about and I guess that influences what trends and things you're looking at at the show as well um you know, because you're looking at it through the lens of the things you love doing. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, and to be honest, I actually, um, I'm actually studying surface pattern design. Uh-huh. And I, so I look at a lot of different perspectives from greeting cards to wrapping paper to textiles to a lot of different things. So it's interesting. Mm. 
in light of the studies and stuff that I'm doing too, on top of my business, um, the perspective, because I did have, I mean, I did make some, make some really interesting observations between the differences between the two industries. So it was mm. fun to, to be able to observe both shows in both the different arenas. But yeah, as far as my um, business goes, um, Bluebird Cheek is handmade, um, camera accessories like uh-huh. camera straps and um i'm gonna be launching bags here in the next month or so i'm hoping to get enough time together to try to get those going i have it but um it's on the way it's just <laughs> uh-huh. everything takes time right um, yes yeah so hand that's my handmade brand that mm. i work to promote mm. well so. i know that camera bags are just something that people really love so I'm sure that will be super successful for you well, thank you yeah so um do you want to just launch in and tell us what what was what was the biggest kind of trends that you saw um looking around the show floor and if you yeah feel free I mean scrapbooking fabric whatever kind of stood out to right. you love to hear all about it yeah, as far as general trends, the biggest thing that hit me was um, a big focus on party accessories. Mm-hmm. It was interesting because a number of the booths had entire sections of their booth devoted to um, DIY, like party goods or home decor projects and things like that. So it was interesting because that is definitely, you kind of saw that st- last year a little bit with some of the companies like my mind's eye making like prints that you could just purchase and frame but Mm -hmm. um it really pushed into more like even like you know pre-made little cupcake holders and um banner kits that you could put together banners and things like that and as far as that trend goes it even spilled into the paper designs because one of the biggest recurring designs that i saw from booth to booth and brand to brand was what I call a confetti design where it's uh-huh. like a polka dot or a hexagon hexagon or some shape that's not in a grid form on uh-huh. a paper. It's almost like it's just scattered across the paper. So I noticed that that was the biggest thing that stood out to me mm. when I walked the floor across, <laughs> across and back and forth. I just saw party elements and the influence of that all over mm. across products. So it was interesting. So... Um, as far as colors, it was interesting because they kind of, they definitely moved to softer color palettes. Mm-hmm. Not very many brands were doing um, bold or bright colors. It was a lot of very soft, you know, ombres, watercolors, mm. those kinds of things were prevalent um, pretty much across the board. That's, so. that's interesting because we have been through quite a lot of bright um, colors. So the thing that I, I'm just thinking standing out in my head is, you know, a couple of years ago, um, Project Life had the um, sunshine kit with, I think it's Elsie. Elsie Larson, right? Yeah. And, and I'm just thinking, I bet there was like nothing that bright <laughs> this year. No, it's actually interesting. I did see something from Heidi Sambel. I forget the name. Chicken Nitty, she called. Mm-hmm. And um, she had a line that had a, a bit of brighter color pops, like some yellow, which you actually saw quite a bit of yellow for, mm. how, for how pastel the palettes were across the board. But 
For the most part, I would say, yeah. I mean, really, when you went from booth to booth, that was mostly shades of pink and blue and mint and so peach. You, so do you think it was like a white base kind of thing or are we heading um, – because I'm thinking we're not – it's not really the brown kind of vintage no, vibe. It's more still kind of not. with white, isn't it? It is very much with white. I mean, I would say even as background, as booth backgrounds go, you mm-hmm. mo- the majority of backgrounds for a lot of the booths were even white or, you know, the, you know, the majority of the background would be white and it would have other white furniture pieces or light, you know, bright, very mm-hmm. soft color palettes. Apart from like, I'm thinking probably Ranger was still <laughs> had some brown. <laughs> yes, of course. There, so, of course, there's always the exceptions, and especially companies like that. I mean, it's interesting because they kind of stand on their own because they're they kind of do their own thing, and they're not really dependent on pattern paper or embellishments. They really are their own, you know, genre. Mixed media or yeah, they're really mixed media, not as much paper crafting, although they're very much related, obviously, mm. but they are definitely standing on their own. I think, you know, um, there was a couple other booths like um, Marion Smith Designs. She's mm-hmm. very vintage, um, and Prima always has a, a vintage yes. element to it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think there's that niche will always be there, mm-hmm. but I think overall in general, the, the general... Um, trend was more towards the soft pastels Mm. so so do you think there's any kind of um well the first thing I always think of is the whole planner thing which is probably Mm -hmm. um, a lot of paper crafts have gone over to that but was there one kind of general trend in in the product direction that you saw um that especially I guess the paper companies going towards like um, you know, a couple of years back, everything everything was pockets and, and right, and, everything and went divided light, page right? protectors. Yes, so exactly. what did you see anything in that kind of way of of what products are coming, or is it kind of still everything smaller? Um, I you know, yeah, I would stuff? really say. I mean, the pro- the planner trend is definitely big. You can mm. see it. You know, you can see um, we were just down the aisle from Webster's Pages, and I'm sure most people know that Webster's Pages was one of the big companies that launched the beautiful planners and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the Color Crush or whatever they're yeah. calling them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had the gold lame, you know, finished ones and stuff, and so they were a very hot booth to be at to check mm-hmm. out all of their goods and stuff um, over there with Allison Cruft and um, Megan Hepner. And mm-hmm. I think. Um, Brandon, Brandon may be the owner's name, and she also does a line, but also Laura Funk, who used to do um, Glitz Designs, just mm-hmm. joined them as well. So they had they had a lot of buzz over at their booth, and that was the main draw, I think, was that whole planner type, you know, system mm-hmm. that is kind of... I was interested, I was kind of curious about the Studio Calico um, products that that launched you know that did you see that new um system that they kind of are selling i didn't really see a lot of buzz when i was mm. by their booth but i i personally was a little bit interested in the system i just didn't care for the line of products that they launched with it yeah. and i don't i like the idea 
but I wasn't sure I liked the products. So is that like in the handbook line or something completely? I think it is. I was trying to kind of, you know, do a little bit of research around and see because I was interested in, you know, checking into it a little bit more. Mm. I believe it is. You pick your album and it's similar in size. They have that um, eight by five. Is that the size? It's very different, but it's kind of a nice little size. And what they had, they do is they have two different lines. It was kind of one boy and one girl. Mm -hmm. And you chose your album and then you chose your line of paper and you chose your embellishments. And it was kind of like, almost like a different take on Project Life. So Mm -hmm. it was curious. Mm. Um, I was curious to check into it just a little bit more, but Mm. I, but definitely the planners are big. (laughs) Which is interesting, of course, because, you know, it's, it's well into the, you know, it's well into the year before they're shipping these things. So I wonder what's going to happen. Um, well, I don't think people are actually looking to use them as planners. I think that's kind of the point. <laughs> <laughs> it's more kind of like it's more kind of like a binder take on a an art journal is mm-hmm. the way I and then they don't really have to look for topics of their pages and stuff because they're just writing in their daily. And I think there is merit to actually just doodling and recording and keeping your daily life in mm. that manner too because I think it's very similar to the idea of journaling, you know, way back in the 1800s and stuff. They would just sit down and write a few lines about what they did in mm. that day. And so that's almost like a modern day form of that where you're just writing a couple lines. This is what we did kind of. So there is merit to it. I can mm. see why you'd want to hang on to something like that, you know, mm. to record it from that perspective, almost like a historic perspective where you can go back and see what kind of things were your daily life, you know, was about ah okay i think i might have found what you're talking about the seven paper yeah step system to document your life yeah moments. okay yes that the was bio- another small yes right. it's definitely and it's a different orientation like um if you, it's yeah. it's landscape almost yes interesting well, I think they also had smaller pages for it too, where you could do like the two by two squares and things like that, where it was very, it's almost, it's very pocket oriented, mm. but it's almost like a different take on project life was mm. what I was kind of grasping it to be. Yes. Yeah. That's a interesting. bit. So. And then there's a four by four handbook and yeah, interesting. I'll have to link over to that so people can check it out because I was like, I'm sure there's a different name for it. And yes, you're enough there. Yeah. Yes. It is. It's called seven page. Seven seven page paper. Seven paper. Yeah. Okay. Seven paper. And for the listeners, we'll link over there in the show notes. So. Yeah, so that's interesting. Um, uh, speaking with Margareta Carlson a couple of weeks back, she was saying like she feels like anyone who was on the show floor probably probably needed like their sunglasses because there was a lot of gold. Did you get that oh. impression? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, but I wasn't surprised by it because I feel like that's a really strong trend in mm-hmm. the industry right yeah. now. I think it's it, I think it's strong everywhere. I think even in fabric, like I bought, I have a couple different fabrics on my shelf right now that I have actual. You know, when we went to the show in, in October for fabrics, it's strong there too. Metallic printing is on fabrics as well. So mm-hmm. it's I you know it's just one of those influences from the eighties because you know the eighties 
they have that metallic thing going mm. on that too. Fortunately, it's a little more tasteful this time around, I think. But. Yes. <laughs> oh, dear. But um, a lot of that, you know, that 80s influence that you see popping out mm. in pop culture. So Yes, that's for sure. So what were your favorite bits and pieces that you saw? Did you have some favorite paper lines or product ideas or tools or what what stood out to you? I really liked the lines, the paper lines from Crate Paper. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just glancing back at my phone. I know I took photos at the booths that I really liked. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I liked the lines from crepe paper I felt like of all the lines from American crafts just my personal opinion I felt like they had the like a very fresh feel to them they Mm -hmm. had the journey line which had a little bit of the um, tribal influence for some of the Mm -hmm. you know prints arrows and things like that which were also very popular Mm. and the kiss kiss line I'm not a big valentine person but I I really liked some of the patterns and prints that they put in play and the gold you know for that too was Mm. very nice yes and that was crepe paper um What else did I see? I loved some of the stuff, some of the displays that I saw from Plaid in, um, on their booth, mm-hmm. showcasing some of their neon paints and the projects. I don't know. I didn't get a chance to see who put them together, but they just grabbed my eye because they had some beautiful geometrics um, and some mm-hmm. beautiful displays with just their neon paints. And that just really grabbed me because I also, it's very interesting for me to note too that... Um, we always lag behind a little bit in the U.S. I'm not sure how Australia runs in this, but we always lag behind Europe a little mm. bit and their trends. And I know right now neons are trending pretty strong over there, you know, um, mm-hmm. neon fibers, um, yarns for knitting and things like that. And I've been kind of waiting to see if they will push in here in the U.S. or if people will kind of resist them in their paper crafting. It's very interesting to watch. But that was the one booth that I saw at the show that I just walked by and I did a double take because I was like, beautiful prints and geometrics. I can even send you the picture that I Mm. took of the booth that was, you know, beautiful, just very clean, very graphic looking, very eye catching with the gold and neons and things like that. So that was another one that caught my eye. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely seen the neon in clothing here for sure. I mean, even office wear, you know, linen and or like uh, linen and and neon accents or something. That's definitely been a strong trend. Yeah, interestingly enough, here until just maybe this spring, I'd only really seen them in like the fast fashion shops and Uh like the. stuff more geared toward teens like things that are whereas now this spring I think I'm starting to see it filtering into things like scarves and things that a woman could actually wear you know and be taken seriously (laughs) I have three scarves with chevron neon prints that I got um last year was it or the like just Uh over a year ago exactly so we're lagging behind on that neon trend here in the u.s but i'm kind of curious to see if that will translate into the paper industry just very curious because 
that was, like I said, that was the only booth that I saw at the show that kind of showcased and had, you know, a little spot. I, I wonder about yeah. neon. I mean, in Australia, of course, because it's so, you know, especially where I am in Perth, mm-hmm. it's hot. And I think we right. we have so much more variety in our summer clothing than in our winter clothing because you need more of it because you're wearing right. it most of the year and I wonder if that's kind of why and especially our business clothing is probably more because we're less formal I think as well because mm-hmm. I mean yeah. I I remember just I took because um, I no longer work in the city and I took took our daughter in to see something and I was just so interested to see how on trend all the 20 uh, somethings were with their business clothing, yeah, and there wasn't any black to be seen. And really, it was such because when I was working, I mean, it was summer, so that kind of accounts mm-hmm. for some of yes. it. But when I was working in town, it was like black, 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 and more black. You yeah, know? <laughs> so it's nice to see some color coming in. So yeah, I, felt, you know. I love it. I enjoy it. I don't shy away from it. I actually one of my favorite shirts right now has a tribal print kind of embroidered Mm -hmm. just down the center so it's a cream top and it just has accents on the trimming of like a pinkish corally bright neon you know Mm -hmm. not pink Mm -hmm. but not quite orange yes so it's one of my favorite shirts and it has little triangles down the center in that neon mixed with gray and Mm -hmm. I wear it all the time so (laughs) it's you know I love I enjoy incorporating a lot of color so color is good yes it is (laughs) We love color. So that that's interesting for sure. So did you, um, in terms of your favorites, did you have any of the tools that, well, I mean, for starters, I think maybe we should discuss whether there were very many new tools to, to be seen. And if so, which one was your favorite? <laughs> I, yeah, I know, right? I know they debuted a couple of different things, you know, for the silhouette and there just didn't. I, there didn't really seem like anything that super stood out to me, but maybe I wasn't looking in the right place. <laughs> are, you <laughs> but, a tool, are you a tool but, junkie? That's the question. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. not. I'm not a huge tool person, but I did like one of the things I really, t- I, I keep going back to is that tool that Marion Smith has where mm-hmm. you can create your paper where she has die cuts to create the, to cut out petals of flowers. Mm-hmm. And then she has this tool that you can use to create the three-dimensional flower Mm -hmm. and they come out looking like the prima Mm -hmm. flowers that you can purchase so I've like of all the tools I'm always like now see I could I could get into that (laughs) that could be very cool I could make some wreaths or something fun with that you know I could go to town with some flowers or something like that Mm -hmm. but otherwise I'm not a huge I'm not a huge tool junkie I do have a silhouette cameo Mm -hmm. but I tend to invest in tools like if I can see them being something that I will use over and over. Even my punches, I'm very, like, basic shape kind mm-hmm. of person. So so that was the Bloom Impressions flower tool, yes. was it? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Just, it's amazing what you can can do with stuff like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's certainly very good. I know that I I guess it wasn't very surprising to me. I mean, the... The past years, I guess, every I, I remember hearing Izzy from Paper Clipping Roundtable like 
Izzy Hyman joking like, mm-hmm. oh, next year Provacraft's going to come out with a tool that costs $2,000 or whatever because they, yeah. they have always done the higher priced. And, and right. um, of course, they have had new, um, you know, new incarnations of their various tools. But I, I feel like a few years ago, everyone was doing every kind of tool and there was the fuse and there was this new one here and Zyron was doing six different tools and yeah I didn't really feel like that was a big theme Mm. at at the show I didn't really yeah I just didn't really feel like that was big you know the die cutting machines and stuff like that it was more just it was a quiet it was it wasn't a you know really it was a quiet show it felt like Mm -hmm. and not that it was like a bad thing. I think the thing that I keep hearing from retailers and manufacturers is they kind of like how the show has scaled back a little bit mm-hmm. um, in that they don't have, like for a while they kind of opened it up more to people that were bloggers or people, and they they still have that, but I think they screen them a little bit, you know, more closely and they mm-hmm. try to make sure that they're not letting everyone in because... And, and the the feedback I kind of just overheard from people was retailers really liked that mm. because they felt like they had a chance and an opportunity to really connect with manufacturers. They got to find out about tools. They got to find out about techniques because what was happening was you'd have a lot of people that were not buyers and that were not buying for a clientele in a store, they were coming in and they were taking a lot of the spaces in the classes or a lot of the spaces in the booths and they were taking up time. And mm. I don't mean this in a, in, you know, I, I don't mean this in a way that is, you know, insulting to bloggers or anything like that by mm. any means. Just the purpose of the show has always been to connect retailers with manufacturers to get help them get to know the products, to help them get to know each other. I mean, bloggers have a very important part in the industry, obviously, too, mm. of course. But it was, I think some of that connection was being lost. And I kind of overheard that at the show just over and over again that they really appreciated that they were able to connect and they felt like they were then better able to carry a product back to their consumer um, in an educated way that they Mm. could really show them how to use it. They could really demonstrate to their customer what the purpose of the product was, what the purpose of, you know, it it was just, it was, it was interesting to overhear that a little Mm. bit too. Yeah, that is a good point, and it doesn't need to be all hoopla and um, you know massive celebrity appearances or whatever yeah, for yeah. the the um, for the manif- uh, for the retailers to get value from the show. What they really yeah. want is seeing the products and getting to know that sort of stuff. So that's right, a good point. exactly. And I think too, I think they gain more confidence. Even as a purchaser, they gain more confidence. They like knowing that a manufacturer cares and mm-hmm. they want to connect with a buyer. I think that makes a big difference too. So mm-hmm. it kind of gave a little bit more of that human connection element to it. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. Oh, that's good. So were there any, I'm just kind of thinking we chatted about <laughs> a couple of your paper favorites and, and the paints and um, yes. One of the tools you like. So what about embellishments? What kind of things caught your eye that um, you saw at CHA? I actually, as far as embellishments go, um, 
there was a booth um, called Little Birdie, I think mm-hmm. it was. I'm looking back here to see. And they had so many canvas and burlap elements mm-hmm. and just a lot of really alterable items that I walked in and they had so many like die cut um, burlap doilies and things, laces and all so many things that really caught my eye in their booth from a company called Little Birdie. Mm-hmm. And two other companies I really have been looking in their products and I didn't see that they exhibited at CHA but they may have been there and I didn't I just didn't catch their booth mm-hmm. um Gossamer Blue mm-hmm. I love their I love their embellishments and their stuff and Freckled Fawn mm-hmm. so that's kind of two big ones on my list of you know embellishments and things that I really want to check out and then like I said that that company a little birdie so the freckled fawn i think were they originally they used to do like washi tape and and stuff like that right so are they there i know they have had their embellishment kit club for a while so now they're kind of becoming a wholesaler is that yeah because um um i always if i buy online i'm always i usually buy from paper issues mm-hmm. i'm not sure if you've heard of them there i was on their design team for a while mm-hmm. and i know she just stocked her store and the whole front page of it is like a lot of just paper clips and um veneers so such cute wood veneers that are like they look like cutouts of bingo numbers but they're mm-hmm. not bingo numbers it's like a little veneer cutout so mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, I mean, they still do like a, an embellishment kit, but all of that stuff is available individually on, um, Cassie's, um, on Cassie's shop. So I'm assuming that they're doing a lot of like wholesale too. Mm. I see tags and die cuts, tapes, um, shaped paper clips, wood veneers. Mm. So yeah, paper clips have are not going away are they <laughs> they're not it's really I, interesting I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> at that because i mean i haven't seen paper clips in digi for a long 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 time but right. they've been strong in paper but i guess the thing with um digital paper clips if you're going to actually make them look realistic you have to kind of mask half of them out so they're not yeah super easy to use i used to yep i used to do that too with pins and with um paper clips i used to have to cut bits of them out and then shadow them differently mm. and stuff so yes yes exactly and dodge and burn the paper so it looked like there was a bump on the paper where the yeah. pin was and stuff <laughs> yeah so maybe that's why they've never been they've kind of be. fallen off the popularity. I think, right. And I think the thing is the paper clips really blend in well or fit in well with the um, planner trend. Mm-hmm. A lot of paper yes. clips are arrow shaped. Um, they're the geographic location, the geotag one, mm-hmm. the arrows, the stars, all those things are things you can clip right into a planner page. And that's a, that could be a big part of it too. Mm. They're really easy to incorporate in things like um, pocket pages and um, planner pages, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's great. So before so. we wrap up today, I just wanted to give you another chance to <laughs> anything else you wanted to mention before before we wrap up and um, share a little bit about your site and what's coming up for you. Any other burning products you have to let the listeners know about? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I'm just kind of continuing right now as far as my handmade brand. I'm continuing with 
you know, releasing a few new things here and there. Mm-hmm. And the bags, you know, a few new varieties of fabrics and stuff that kind of reflect some of the new trends and stuff. And the bags will be, hopefully, I'm going to be, I've got it all cut out. I just need to sew it together. <laughs> be coming soon. Yay. Well, we'll Yay. be sure to link over so everyone can see your gorgeous um, handmade a camera accessories and the bag when it's done. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm sure I'll be. I'll have it up on the blog that's on the website too. So yes. I'm sure. Cool. And sure. I usually Instagram fairly often, so you can keep up with me on there. So all that is connected on through the um, website as well. So yeah. that's great. I love when you, you know, it's easy to follow you wherever we go. <laughs> Yeah, right. I have to make sure I'm following you on Instagram. I know. I need to I'm not sure if I it. am because I'm just like, oh, there's so many, <laughs> there's so many it's, awesome people to follow, right? Yeah, yeah, right. There is. Yeah. So it's been really fun to chat with you, and I, it's it's been fun for me because I I spoke with um, Margareta about some of the CHA things that we see from mm-hmm. afar, but yeah, I'm I'm loving to hear the feedback about what the show floor was like and. And I'm happy to hear that a lot of stuff still working with white because I'm a white, I'm a white oh, fan. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be good. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to be interested to see whether we see some of those tribal patterns and things coming a bit more into digital. I've not seen that much, but I will admit I am a pretty, I'm a flower lover and I'm a, I'm not so much a geometrics person, so I'm going to have mm-hmm. to keep my eyes open to see that coming through. Yeah, there's the definitely there world. was definitely exactly a lot of geometric prints and um, like the tribal prints and things like that. Yeah, mm. I'm interested to see too because I definitely can see that interest. I can see that influence more in the fabrics and things that are coming out, but less towards yeah. the flowers and more towards the geometrics and things like that. Mm. That's true. That's interesting, isn't it? I mean, would you say in general that your fabrics are ahead of the trend compared to scrapbooking papers, though? Or yeah, that's a very interesting thing because I sat down and I was really thinking about it, and I think it's really interesting to see as a as an industry as a whole. I would say the scrapbook industry is a little bit ahead um, of fabric mm. as a whole, but there is an element, there's a certain offshoot and it's interesting to watch it happen because I've been somebody who's sewn from the time I was young, very Mm -hmm. young. So I've kind of followed it off and on for like a a number of years. I won't say how many, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. (laughs) So there's an offshoot right now of a very trendy, you know, um, very trendy section of the fabric and it's very it's the fastest growing portion of the industry actually Mm. the the very trendy portion um brands like cotton and steel and art gallery fabrics Mm. uh, are really pushing the envelope on more um geometric and they're really trying to hit that 20s diy teach yourself how to do things generation where Mm. they're um you know just doing it and getting it done and they're not really concerned and but the thing is that in whole as a whole the industry is more um older women who like to sit and quilt so they have Mm. as a whole the industry is a little bit behind because it's very very traditional when it comes to the quilting and things but there's this 
you know, offshoot in the industry, which is what I've been following in a lot of the fabrics that I purchase and come from mm-hmm. are, you know, and they're, you know, like I loved um, Priory Square that was released and, you know, just so many releases from Art Gallery and from Cotton and Steel that were very, you know, much more edgy. And of course mm-hmm. there's, you know, and their colors are a little more out there. They already have pushed into neons in a lot of their lines, those companies. And then, but then Cotton and Steel went a little more muted along the lines of like what Pantone is doing, you know, mm. this year, where not as muted as the Pantone colors, but a little more muted, whereas Art Gallery can really push into some of those bright, bright ones. So yeah, it's it really makes, interesting to see. It, it makes sense to me um, that there will be a segment that will be very on trend because of course a lot of the trends originate with high fashion yeah and they're already in fabric (laughs) so so that makes sense but what you're seeing at cha is a different segment of the of the fabric market really compared to what you might see at a buyer like when you're a buyer for for clothing manufacturers or right Oh, yeah, it's really interesting because, like I said, I think you have that in the fabric industry, you have that really young portion, which is like 20-somethings and 30-somethings, and then you have the older 65 and older, which are quilting, and they they literally said that the average age is like about 65, Mm -hmm. you know, and like I said, then you have that, you know, 20-somethings group and 30s, but I think as a whole, the demographic for CHA... um, in the scrapbooking industry is more that middle range. Mm. So they tend to not be as trendy as the 20 somethings. Like you, just like you were talking about with the office wear and things like mm. that, where they're a little more trendy, they're a little more risky when it comes to their choices as far as stuff. But when you're talking about scrapbooking, it's more people that are doing something for the tradition of some, you know, for the mm. tradition of it a little bit. I think maybe the purpose might be a little more, you know, less about trend and more about, just, you know, documenting family, you know, day-to-day yes. family lives and things like that. So then that that it's going to lean a little less trendy. You know, mm. it's going to tend to lean a little. But overall, it's ahead of a big portion of the fabric community because it's not as traditional as that. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was very isn't? fascinating. It was. It was fascinating to observe firsthand because I had kind of gotten that impression from my observations online, but it's always really interesting to actually go in person and see if that's really the way it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it just brought it all home to me when I was just in Spotlight, which is a chain store here that's fabric and homewares and Mm -hmm. uh, they do have scrapbooking. And um, I ran into a friend who was looking at Project Life Cards and she's like, oh yeah, I love these gold ones. And she's a single 20 something. And, And I and she's like, oh, I said, oh, I just um, had like, I did some Project Life the other day with a friend and and she's like, oh, yeah, but I, I don't do Project Life because the page protectors never come on special, which is like funny. Um, <laughs> but then she says, I use the stuff in my file effects. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yes. That, of course. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. And obviously the paper yes. companies have known this and they want to get new people in. So that's where they're going. So... 
good yeah. on him. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, years ago at the scrapbooking store that I worked at, they had a section where they sold Filofax. And we always had a portion of the clientele that came in that decorated their planners. And that was years ago already. Mm-hmm. So it's it, they they would buy their planner over in one corner because we sold, they, they sold invitations and office, like high-end, like, like Filofax, you know. Yeah. And um, then they would cross over the other side where the scrapbooking supplies were sold and they would pick up paper clips and you know different embellishments that they would stick in yes so there you go it continues so let's see it'll be interesting to see how this develops and next year whether (laughs) whether the whole planner trend will continue and probably grow I'm guessing I yeah I kind of have a feeling it will I think it may not be as big for that traditional or not traditional but the more the segment of the industry that is like they're scrapbooking because they have kids. It mm-hmm. might be more, even more of a draw, like you said, for younger 20 somethings who are just, you know, just finding a way to be creative with something mm. that they have to do on their own anyway, you know? That's right. Yep. Yep. Because despite the fact that everyone has smartphones and stuff, people do still like to write things down and why not make it pretty while you do it? Exactly. I'm very much a paper person still. (laughs) I need doodles and journals and papers. Yes. Yep. And that's what I've been doing while we've been chatting is like decorating my page and of all the notes and all the things to check out. So yes, it's totally right. Well, it's been so much fun to chat with you today, Leah, and I'll, um, be sure to link over to Bluebird Chic so that everyone can follow what you're up to there. And um, it's been great to have your input and to hear from you about what's going on at CHA and what we can Thank look you. forward to in the next few months. Thank so you. I'll look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the Scrapbooking Inspiration Podcast today. If you'd like to learn more, head to scrapbookingpodcast.com where you can find the show notes for this episode and the links to everything we've talked about.